Hello there and welcome to the Happiness Project podcast the podcast which has touched more than 30000 lives and has evolved in more than 65 countries and it's available on 10 plus platforms please do subscribe and follow the happiness project so that you never miss a single episode on the show you can also rate and write a review on itunes podbean stitcher or any other platform that you're listening the podcast on because your support will go a long way You are now listening to New Perspectives with Rena Jain who's a mental health expert, a qualified psychologist and a wellness coach. Questions are now being accepted on this podcast, so once again, do not forget to send in your questions related to the topic being discussed. perspective is a point of view everyone has their own view and there is nothing that draws a strict line that this is right and this is wrong what seems to be correct to some may be wrong for another in their perspective so it all depends upon the perspective of the beholder do everything in life there's always a positive and a negative side the thing is it's so damn easy to focus on one over the other some of us tend to focus too much on the negative side as you know it's usually easier to forget the positive over the negative but here's the good news you get to choose which side you want to focus on It's simply a matter of shifting your perspective or in other words shifting your thoughts. This series will force you to shift your mindset to step away from your thought process and lift you to create a positive community. New perspectives is all about stepping away from the known and stepping into the unknown. It's about breaking the old belief system. and allowing yourself to look at everything a bit differently this series is about pausing and taking a stock take of who you are and what you've already achieved and giving yourself a confidence boost instead of a seemingly impossible task list and finally it's about personal growth in a time of constant change Welcome back to another episode on the Happiness Project. Today we have Melissa Karan on the Happiness Project who is the founder of the Modern Mind Group in the UK and her company is driven by emotion to empower others with a mission to change the hearts and minds of at least 1 million people for the better. Over the past 20 years there has been one main driving force behind Melissa's motivation and that is her passion for people. She created this business to make an impactful difference to other people's lives 
through self-development. Having overcome the trauma of losing someone very close to her a few years ago, she is now driven by emotion to empower others, offering training courses, coaching, counseling and motivational speaking. The approach is very person-centered, existential and humanistic, believing that everyone has the ability to grow through a journey of self-awareness to reach their utmost potential. She would describe herself as an emotional, cultivating a safe and comfortable environment to express and explore emotions, whether that is in a one-to-one session or as part of a training workshop. She knows that you will never change someone's mind if you cannot speak to their heart. Seeing people improve step by step to grow, ease their suffering, go back into society a lot stronger and more confident is the ultimate reward. It doesn't matter how fast or slow the progress is. The Modern Mind Group is a company built on acceptance, transparency, empathy, reason, compassion, encouragement and empowerment. This company can be a champion for anybody who wants to overcome whatever mindset may be holding them back. In this episode particularly, Melissa takes us through her journey where she transformed pain into an opportunity to heal not just herself but thousands of people every day. Melissa also talks about her mental health challenges, the eight key canary concepts about finding joy in the little things, gratitude practice, mindfulness and the essence of simply being happy. Without taking another moment, let us now welcome Melissa Karan on The Happiness Project. It is such a joy to be speaking with you today, Melissa. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Raina. And well, yes, it's a lovely, sunny, happy day today. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's always joyful. I mean, look at you. You're always smiling. Looking at you itself makes makes my day so refreshing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't help but have a big smile on my face when I just connect with other people. So thank you. Absolutely. You know, you have been in the mental health sector for a very long time now. But more importantly, you have yourself battled with anxiety, depression, burnout and grief and have certainly grown through all of these experiences. I would love for you to share your journey with our listeners and give them a valuable insight into your life experiences that motivated and inspired you to create change for the better. Wow, so where do we begin, Raina? Thank you for the introduction and to open up that conversation. I suppose the the start for me was five years ago. (laughs) I was in, I, I live in Wales, and my husband and I had had come home because my dad had had a stroke the week before and he'd been in hospital and he came out of hospital and we spent the weekend with him so he came out on the Friday with him on the Saturday we were packing our bags to go home on the Sunday morning it was around about 11 o'clock and my dad had said he, he felt a bit strange in the morning and 
I was like, oh, you'll be okay. So he came downstairs to, to get some breakfast. As I said, we were packing our bags. And then the next thing I heard was him shout out and clutch at himself and collapse onto the floor. So we don't know whether he had a secondary stroke or whether it was a heart attack that then led to a stroke because my dad also suffered with diabetes. But he collapsed when I was there and obviously my husband was there. So it was, well, I mean, for anyone that's ever been through anything like that, it was the most traumatic event that I've ever had, ever had to go through. And as, as painful and as, as excruciating as that day was, and you know, as much as the NHS staff, the hospital tried, we, we couldn't save him. So we did, we lost my dad um, that day. And as much as we did everything that we could, thankfully, the, the way I, I kind of feel peace with that is that we managed to keep him to stay with us enough for my brother to fly over from Barcelona to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> It was, as I said, it was the most traumatic thing to to ever go through. I mean, grief in itself, especially losing a parent to anyone that's gone through that, it's just awful. But then the added effect of obviously the collapse, the heart attack or stroke, you know, the CPR, it it really does change you as a person. Um, So it wasn't just sort of grief, there was a lot of trauma that was in that. And I I am, as you said, you're smiling when you're talking to me and I'm smiling now because it's it's obviously that it's it's gone full circle. It's been, you know, it was five years ago, but I'm such a positive person in my life that for me to have a challenge like that, on some level, I I knew I was I was going to cope with it okay. I was gonna be able to be positive and have a positive outlook. What I didn't really understand or um, expect was that it was going to completely change the way my my physical my, my physical sense and, and my physical being so it wasn't only a mental struggle for me mm-hmm. it was now something that was um, affecting me f- physiologically uh, and what I mean by that is that I, I was working in a job I absolutely loved my job so after everything happened, I went back. Um, I was traveling all over the UK and all over Europe uh, to help support others because I was doing a lot of training and development, leadership training, really spending time with people, using my energy to empower them and, and lift them up, right. grow through the company they were with, uh, to help organizations move forward. And suddenly, what I mean by physiologically, I was suffering was I started to have panic attacks. So going through the grief, having a panic attack, starting to become um, completely, just absolutely racked with fear and anxiety, flying, it came out actually as, as I was flying, um, it, it was something that I'd never ever had to dealt with, you know, deal with before. There was a lot of panic attacks, um, one after the other, uh, I you know, had to go and get my own help. So it, it, it was a journey that I don't, I mean, obviously, of course, I wish my dad was still here with us today, but it's something that has made me a lot stronger. And I do believe that something like that happens in your life. It, it helps you want to help other people more. It makes you realize that life is just so precious and we can, we have to be grateful for what we have today because mm. tomorrow isn't ever promised to any of us. 
so so that that's what happened five years um as i said i'm very much about helping other people and growing so i had my own counseling i was able to talk my own you know go to my own coaching and counseling um situation and i found out so much about myself what you'll find from people that have counseling reina is that they find out they thought they were really good at knowing themselves absolutely another level because Uh. you suddenly go oh hang on i now know my values i now know why those things happened in my life and you come out the other side just oh just such a different person yeah you kind of try and make sense of everything that has happened with you yeah absolutely so it it, it was um it was a journey i went through and I, i suddenly realized that actually my own passion for people and behavior and supporting others and wanting to empower others i wanted to learn how to become a counselor so mm-hmm. i went and i studied that and yeah. now i've i've basically created the modern mind group and the modern mind group is all about personal development it's it the, the strap line is the strap line is <laughs> so that's what led me to really start the modern mind group and <laughs> where i am today because i'm driven by emotion to empower others absolutely i i'm so sorry to hear about your journey but i think oh, you know this is exactly what inspires me and each and every one of us who are listening to this episode today you know to to i think make your pain to take that pain as an opportunity and grow and i think that is what you did and uh, i think each one of us uh, should be inspired by what you are today you know you are the founder of the modern mind group which is driven by an emotion to empower others with an underlying mission of changing hearts and minds of at least 1 million people for the better can you also tell us a little bit about that too yeah it what a mission huh emotioneering to change the hearts and minds of at least a million people for the better yeah. there are there are so many people out there that have so many goals and missions and i really said to myself i have to make a significant change i know that that's not going to just be me on my own yeah and that that million people will really put a significant dent in the way that we do mental health and the way that i plan to do that is through um views you know anything in terms of online content that i share i feel like those you know it is affecting people's minds people are absolutely yeah yeah training you know training and development courses that people can go on motivational speaking you know if you're talking to a crowd of 200 300 people that to me you're affecting change um webinars a podcast and yeah just anyone i meet along the way that is associated with it so that that's the aim i worked out it would take me oh, if i did it by 20 <laughs> i'd have to probably be affecting like 2000 people at this point i don't really know i don't really know right now how fast or how i'm going to get there or look the thing is it could take to 2040 that's fine oh, yeah it, what matters is that it, i make a difference i think it's all about a thought and i think exactly why you and i resonated uh, you know on the first day when we spoke to each other and i remember how you know you spoke to me about the work that you're doing and uh, i i was uh, you know i was thrilled because uh, you know at the end of the day people like you and me for us all it matters is 
to make a difference it doesn't matter how tiny or how big it is I, because i think uh, it's a ripple effect you know you you make one change and it kind of just grows and grows and grows and you don't know how many people has it reached yeah right? that's true so maybe when it's a million it might be actually three in the ripple oh, well oh yeah you never know <laughs> the sphere of influence i'd like to I'd like to say a little something on that. Um, it's a word emotioneering. Mm-hmm. It's a word I, I created, and the reason for that was that my dad was an engineer. Oh. And when I was growing up, I would say to my dad, "Oh, you know, I have this problem. There's these things going on. I can know. I need some help." And all he would say to me was, "We'll figure it out. You'll figure it out." He would never give me the answers. So I'm an I'm an engineer's child. Of course. <laughs> well, the way I see it is that when it comes to changing our mental health, it's about we are emotioneering. We're taking old emotions and thoughts, and we're creating a new path for ourselves, a new emotion. So that's absolutely. I think uh, we all eventually do figure it out. You know. and it's all about uh, you know trying and um and i think it's all about what works for each one of us and i'm very sure that what maybe works for you doesn't necessarily work for me and it's about just finding your own niche and kind of sticking to it and probably growing towards uh, you know doing something better each and every day absolutely there's um i don't i'm not sure if you know about it but there's an old myth it's a mm-hmm. greek mythology okay mhm what they it's about wisdom and what they say is that the the gods the gods uh-huh basically had an argument about where to hide wisdom and some were saying hide it here hide it there you know let's let's put it all these different places and then one of the gods said well let's hide it within people let's put it inside their brains where they won't look No. <laughs> I swear. I think that is what we've all been doing, right? Like it's this is what I understand now is that uh, we are all looking for answers outside of us. But uh, I think it takes a lot of courage for people to look within. Because I think everything lies there. Everything is right there inside of you. It's all about having the wisdom to to actually go within yeah and that, that, it's interesting you say that cuz as i was obviously just before this interview telling you about outlook from inlook which yeah. is the monthly business uh, club or that i run this is a virtual uh, business club and it's called outlook from inlook drive your business from within because yeah. the decisions aren't made by anyone else they they made by you and it's what's inside you Absolutely. I know. You have also developed the canary concept. Can you tell us all about what exactly the concept is about and why did you create the canary concept? Uh yes. So the canary concept is a the unique way of supporting mental health through combining personal characteristics mm-hmm. and traits or or kind of key skills. alongside mental health awareness. Right. So the reason that I created it was because if you look at a canary, mm-hmm. and you say that many years ago they were used within coal mines. 
So the canaries were sent down into the coal mines with the miners to just help them in case there was a gas leak so that they could get out. Okay. If the canaries stopped singing, they knew it was dangerous and that they needed to evacuate. So the thing is, when you look at your world, and it's interesting what you said, is we look for the answers outside. If you're in the right environment, if you put a fairy into a coal mine and it stops singing, it's covered in soot from the coal, it's not a very happy canary. (laughs) It's in this environment where it can't flourish or be happy or sing. So canaries only sing when they're in good environments. So when when you look at the canary concept, it's an acronym of traits and eight key principles really that help to create a happy healthier environment and a happy healthier you. So what are these eight key principles and how can they be used? Well the eight key principles are mm-hmm. communication, okay, acceptance, oh yeah, notice, notice like noticing with your with notice, your oh yeah, Where? oh yeah, um, appreciation, Absolutely. <laughs> um, relatability or relate. Oh yes. <laughs> then there is in- imagination. Mm-hmm. Empowerment. Well, yeah. And self-awareness. The major key principle of it all. <laughs> yeah. It sounds very simple. I mean, it, it, when you look into it and you look mm-hmm. into mastering those eight key principles. There's a lot of work to be done, but once they are mastered, they do mm-hmm. guarantee a happier, healthier you or a happier, healthier team. Or so they can be used in, in many, many different ways. Like? Well, for example, if you're a manager and you're managing your team, mm-hmm. maybe you're a mum and you want to you know be a great parent and you want to be a great wife or, or husband and you want to create a happy home life then they can be used that way. They could be used as a teacher. So if you're a yeah. teacher and you want to create a happier, healthier environment for your for your students, for your, your pupils, for your, you know, um, for, for your classroom. But it, again, it comes from within. That none of those eight key principles can be mastered by anybody else. They have to be mm-hmm. from you and it creates change for yourself as well as for others. Mm. I think it's all about the realization yeah, it's once you once you master them and you go, oh yeah, hang on a minute, I didn't really realise that I did that when I communicated. You know, take communication for example. Mm-hmm. Communication is a powerful skill. Everyone communicates. Not everyone communicates effectively. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. It's about the unconscious communication. It's about deliberate communication oh yes the non-verbal oh that's the most important i think there's so much that we say when without saying any words you know and that is uh, what people don't really pay attention to because i i feel uh, you know we react very differently in different situations and the way we feel that you know there are going to be times when we are not going to be able to open up about things but uh, you know our non-verbal our, our body language our eye contact all of these things uh, 
say a lot about how we feel how we think and uh, i think uh, maybe this this takes a bit of an effort but uh, i think after uh, learning it after practicing it i think uh, we can all understand each other's uh, non verbal behavior i think that is the most important mm it is let me let me give you an example of that mm-hmm. and one that i'm sure many of your listeners will resonate with when i am sitting down with my husband at night and he's watching tv might be watching the football or something and i'm there on the sofa and i'm on my phone we're not talking he's not talking to me i'm on my phone why is he angry with me because i'm 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 given an unconscious communication i'm communicating with him non-verbally that i'm not in the same room he's on tv and i'm on my phone and it's we feel like this when we have teenagers around us that do the same or when our friends and family do the same yeah everybody. yeah they're not doing it on purpose but we should talk about it because if we don't then what we allow will continue mm, right I think this is something similar that keeps on happening with me all the time um, you know so there are times when I'm talking to my uh, brother and uh, you know he's he's on his phone and I am talking to him and I'm telling him certain things and and then he doesn't really listen you know he, he is like oh yeah I'm listening I'm listening he's just in his phone oh yeah I'm listening and I'm like no you don't listen with your ears you listen with your eyes only then I'll feel like you are really engaging really uh, listening to me you know but uh, these are very small things they definitely make a huge difference in in anyone's uh, experiences of life yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> because you've been through a lot of mental health or challenges in your life i wanted to ask you whether what why do you think that people find it hard to be happy and even open up about their mental health challenges um people find it firstly i think there's there's two different points there so happiness to me comes from being grateful absolutely there's there's no other way around it i put a smile on my face because i am happy when i wake up in the morning that i still am here i can yeah. make i do have a roof over my head I, actually let's let's go back a little step i was talking to my friend today on the phone and i said that the pandemic has opened my eyes to how ungrateful society has become mm-hmm. we forget things like the fact that we have a toilet that works we have electricity that yep. works we have a roof over our heads we have a warm bed we have clothes and the majority of us have food to eat even if it's small amounts we have food mm. to eat yeah and we forget that so much of that is is just taken for granted every single day yeah. and if people just came back to that and realized that that is most important thing and to have people around you and you can you can be happy when we're chasing things on Instagram when we're chasing <laughs> things that are material again the things we want on the outside we have to be happy with with what's inside and what we already have and that that's where happiness is that's where absolutely i think uh, you know we are just we are all carried away by so many 
things happening around us that we we forget to take a moment and reflect and and be grateful for everything that we have even for that matter be being grateful for being alive i i feel i really feel sorry for so many people out there especially after this pandemic there are so many people who who don't even see their loved ones you know the next day when they wake up and uh, and that is that is real pain that and the times when you know i have i have been reading up some news and i've i've seen some videos on snapchat so you know in places like mexico um a lot of people are are literally finding their family members because they're not able to see their uh, you know their loved ones and and it's it's sad i mean these are these are really impactful things that are happening in the world right now and um, it takes just a few minutes to to understand that there are so many things that you have right now that a lot of people don't even have the privilege to yes absolutely and then it comes back to your other part about what you were saying about why do people find it so hard to open up about their mental yeah, health yeah yeah and for me it's down to trust we have learned to lock those feelings away because when we were younger <laughs> we were told that oh don't don't be too emotional don't do this don't do that you know people only want to see you smile they don't want to hear you upset you know children should be seen and not heard and all of these things that we hear i'm not saying it's all down to parents guys that's not what i'm saying but all of these experiences mm. and these things <laughs> i can't believe it i'm sorry it's a, it happens to me all the time that's what's good about a podcast you can edit <laughs> all of these things yeah yeah <laughs> It, it is. It is unjust. So uh, yeah. So we're told to not. You know, it's not that. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's not all down to to parents. It's down to all these experiences that we have. From externally, we're told to keep them inside. So feelings like guilt, feelings like anger, feelings like sadness, yes. um, frustration. we are told uh, they're bad we put them into a bad emotion category and we put happiness um you know joy and everything else into a good emotion they're all they're all okay they're all accepted emotions it's how we deal with them so if we if we find that say for example someone um you know someone dies we lose someone that we love and we have this grief this overwhelming and uh, sadness if we lock that away and suppress that emotion and push that down we don't deal with it so it will come out in a physiological way like i was talking Absolutely. about with you know a panic attack or sweat mm. or fear or not being able to sleep so that's put down there because we're told or oh, no one wants to see sad oh come on now chin up buck up where we don't we don't deal with those emotions or speak to someone so it it one is down to trust and two it's down to the fact that we're told those emotions are bad when actually they're all they're all acceptable emotions i know and you know um there are times when hello yeah, you know i can hear my voice 
but now i think it's fine <laughs> so uh, i since i think since our childhood we are all uh, as you mentioned we are all told that these are negative emotions these are positive emotions and i think um, you know if we are not allowed to feel those negative emotions how can we expect ourselves to feel those positive emotions you know and i feel somewhere we need to be open and we need to allow ourselves to feel be it be it uh, anger be it guilt be it shame be it love be it gratitude be it all of these emotions i think each one of us need to allow to simply feel you know yeah you know anger anger is absolutely acceptable in the right way mm-hmm. if you channel it in the right way yeah. it can, it can be a good thing it it sometimes we get angry because other pe- of other people not necessarily ourselves have been hurt but other people have been mm-hmm. hurt so again we we need to to find a way to work through that so i suppose coming back to the canary concept reina right <laughs> that's what that those eight principles within that it talks about those emotions and it ties the mental health awareness with leadership skills mm-hmm. so we're basically taking the characteristics of that and the mental health whereas at the moment in the market they're very two different things so it, mm-hmm. it's combining it and saying it's a holistic approach don't right. just go and learn about mental health of course i totally agree with you thank you so much melissa for sharing some detailed actionable steps towards positive thinking and thank you for sharing your experiences around mental health all i hope for people is to take a step closer towards taking care of themselves for themselves thank you so much for your valuable time today you can now book yourself a free breakthrough session with rena jain the link is mentioned in the episode show notes take the first step towards your happiness journey now why well because you deserve to be happy